It's the 28th. Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Absolute ATM Show. Uh, fourth podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about events. So as much requested, got a lineup of videos and audios that we need to do. Um, so events is going to be the topic today. We're crouching over one mic. We promised the people that we'd have one for each of us. But hey, no. that's what happens when you run a real business and you're not just some promoter of content guy who sells information on courses and makes money teaching people how to make money we actually are doing real shit so if we forget about recording a podcast or getting another mic fuck it sorry (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what to tell you uh but thanks for tuning in i appreciate you guys jumping in uh let's get right into it events yeah it is the season it's in it's the season so end of february march 1st is typically when we are looking for events again or contacting people that we've done events with in the past and telling them that we are available, ready to help out, ready to be uh, on scene with the ATMs. So that's what we're going to be doing this next month, reaching out to event people. And I think, let's see, we didn't do any events last year. So 2020, we did no events with COVID. Uh, a lot of them were virtual, which is dumb. So we had no point in being there. But yep. this 2021 should be good. We're revamping a lot of events we've heard are, are going to be planning on doing things, so we're excited. We're excited. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is the uh, the other fun part of an ATM business is yes. it's nice with these events because you just show up, you knock it out for two or three days, and then you make a bunch of cash and and you're done. And, and you just, eat some good food. Yeah, have great. some have a good time. Listen totally. to some music. Do whatever they're doing at the event, but um, yeah. Yeah, and then on top of events, we're going to talk about the uh, ATM course uh, done by ATMMachines.com. A lot of the folks who are listening to this are going to be in the Facebook group that's just starting. And there's a bunch of people in that group right now. It's grown super fast. Yeah. Uh, but we to stay in the group, you have to join the group. And there, it's 27 bucks a month. You get access to... Um, we're going to start doing monthly question and answer sessions live we'll record those we'll archive those and then you can ask any questions you want to the group and then every once in a while we'll have justin himself who will appear certain whatever times of the the year haven't figured it out yet yeah but we'll we'll figure that out and we'll get him on so you can pick his brain he's obviously a wealth of knowledge he created the course he's got uh, a lot of atms across the united states he's been doing it for 15 years and he has a pretty cool story so we uh, we encourage the folks who are in the Facebook group now who got in basically. I mean, we got you in for free because we didn't have it really set up. But now that's set up, in the end of March, the people who are in the group now, you either need to be paying or we're going to boot you. Yep. So uh, if you want to start an ATM business, it's a great group to plug into. If you want to be successful, you always want to plug into a network. And with these Facebook groups, especially ours, it's really great because you have access to that knowledge base. Will actively be helping you along the way. I mean, it's a paying thing, so you're going to get value out of it, and that's our goal. Is a goal for you to succeed in your ATM business, you know, and ultimately whatever you're making is going to far exceed whatever you're paying for that that group. Yep, and you know what? If you need to eat uh, or drink five cups less of Starbucks every month and pay twenty seven bucks a month, I'm sure you can find some wiggle room to justify twenty four seven access to knowledge and people and making totally. connections. I, in fact, I actually met this last week. My buddy, uh, who is in California, who does ATMs, who we just been connected through a different Facebook group, and he was coming through on a road trip, and we decided to get together. So, 
you actually get to meet real people, real connections. If, if you know people in your area that you end up seeing in the group that's near you, in your area, you, can, you guys can get together. We've got lunch. Uh, you know, we picked each other's brains, made the connection, hung out. So it's super cool. That, things like that can happen, which are really yeah. powerful, you know, yeah. um, in person. So there you go. Definitely go check that out, guys. It's gonna be we're gonna be building it up here, as Dustin said. So yeah, there'll be a link in the Facebook group. If you're in the Facebook group, you'll see a link. We'll post this video. There'll be a link in the post or after the post. That'll be the link to sign up for the course. That'll be a link. It'll eventually send you to join the Facebook group. Yep. Paying for it, so it'll all be there. And you got to the end of March to do that before yep. we start booting folks who aren't paying. It'll definitely be worth your time if you're serious about an ATM business. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So events. So events, yeah. So we actually got first started in events. We didn't actually have our first ATM in a physical location before we did events. So it's kind of yeah. a bread and butter, I'd say, like first day. D- uh, funny story is Dustin was actually out of town on the day that I landed and coordinated and set up the event, which was like within three days. The event coordinator got back to me and said, we want to have you. Dustin was out of town, shat myself. And then I thought, okay, I got to make this work, you know. And that was even a couple of days before that was when we just got our first machine. I didn't even know how to program it. Shout out to Justin Finn, who, you know, helps us all the time with everything. And uh, so we kind of have figured it out, I think, trial and error. So we want to we go over that. So uh, events, a lot of people, first thing that we get asked is, how do you branch into mobile events? Well, if you have ATMs that you can either pull out of a location and use for events or are planning on buying more ATMs you know, around spring, summertime, and you can use those for events throughout the summer and then place them after the winter, that's typically what we do. We like to buy new machines or you know, get machines for events and then after the event season's over in Utah, we have brutal winters, so we can't do them all year round, um, especially with COVID, but we just place them after uh, the summertime. So I would say, what was I going with that? <laughs> you got to keep me on track here. Yeah. Uh, so you, how do you, how how do you, you find in? these events? Yeah. How do you, how do you actually branch in? Yeah. So there's this uh, magical formula we follow. It's actually free. And there's this device that a lot of us have. It's a phone. No way. What? And you dial these numbers and you can talk to a human. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's all we do, man. I mean, we don't do any kind of fancy uh, marketing or anything. You literally just Google yeah. what events are going on in your neighborhoods, and you you reach out. And you got to be a little bit uh, creative too. When you sometimes you'll find an event, and there just be a generic contact page, and that's all you have to work with. So you yeah. just do that. And you want to talk to the event coordinator, obviously. That's the decision maker. Yep. And you just you either call whoever wherever you can find a phone number. You try to call and get a hold of the event coordinator. Where you send emails and say, I want to talk to the event coordinator about an ATM, putting an ATM here. Make sure yeah. you at least say it doesn't cost you anything because yeah. a lot of times people think you're going to sell them an ATM. And actually, a lot of people think an ATM is like 50 grand yeah. and weighs 5,000 pounds. Like people don't realize there's these cheap little ATMs <laughs> around that anybody can get their hands on. Um, so you just reach out to them, cold calls, cold calls, cold emails. And we quickly became yeah. the number one. Almost the number one, if not the number one, event provider for ATMs in Utah the first year we did it. I would, I, I would think so. And, and like if you're driving around and you see websites or banners or billboards or signs or flyers, posters, whatever, of 
events going on, write it down, get their website, put in a contact form on their website. Because there's a lot of times that if it's local and you say, hey, I'm local, I want to talk to the event coordinator about, you know, my product being there. Because they have merchant pe- or merchandise people, they have food people. So they're probably getting requests all the time. It's not out of the blue to have an ATM be there. So put in your requests on their websites, try and get the number, follow up, reach out. I mean, everything that we've kind of a common common theme, be persistent, persistent <laughs> with this man. video and promote, promote yourself and your business, what you do, no liability, share revenue if you want to do that with events. Um, I think, yeah. And so what are some of the types of events? It's going to depend per wherever you're at in the United States. Um, I would say that markets, any ethnic type of event, like food festivals, an, food festivals, music, you know, big music festivals. I think anything with the most amount of foot traffic that's going to be there in a shorter period of time, if it's two or three days or mostly two days, I would say is the average event time. Yeah. And there's, if they say, or if they even say on the website, you know, 50,000 people showed up last year and, or whatever, then hit them up, man. Like those are ideal, uh, or any, uh, type of like, what do we have here? Vietnamese, uh, I fucked that up. <laughs> Vietnamese, um, <laughs> events. Didn't Still didn't get it. Uh, sorry if you're from Vietnam, but, um, Mexican uh, festivals, Polynesian festivals, yep, yep, days. Yep. Um, we have some hippie festivals here that we love. <laughs> yeah. Here that a lot of people show up and just camp out. So yeah, put an ATM there. People use it. So this just get creative and and find out. I would say first find out what is actually going on in your area. What events go on Eventbrite uh, if you can. They have yeah, a lot of events, place. which that's one place. Uh, Google Machines is the best, but. Just go and get creative. Find find out what are the biggest ones, the best ones. See if they have a provider, if they've ever considered it before, things like that. So, yeah. And uh, the next thing, when you actually get a hold of somebody, you don't want to just say yes to every event. Yeah. We've been to some real doozies. <laughs> yes. Uh, literally done zero transactions at some, and just was a complete absolute waste of time and money. Yep. So we learned our lesson. You got to ask some questions. Number one, how yes. many people do they expect to have at the event? Yep. And so that's one question. Second question is if you can get your hands on a map, it'd be nice to have a map. You really need a map so you can figure out how many machines you actually need. We did an event. It was the Utah County Fair, and it sounds like this massive epic event, and it is because they have the biggest demolition derby in the state, yeah. but that's all contained in a stadium, and there's one entrance to it. Yep. And so we had two machines, and we had this other machine just way off in the boonies around these old blow-up yep. jumpy gyms for kids, and just yep. nobody was over there. Yes. And so we, uh, one machine did like nothing, and the other machine got a lot of action. So uh, you got, got to get a map in addition to figure out how many people they expect to be there. You want to get a map. And then things like, is there a cover fee? Mm-hmm. How is the cover fee paid for? Entrance it, fee. Yeah, an entrance fee. Yeah. Exactly. Is it cash? Is it Venmo? Is it credit card? Is it debit card? How is that paid for? If it's a cash or Venmo entrance fee, that's good for you. That's a home run. Yep. Now, the other thing is how many cash-only uh, vendors do they have there? Is it strictly Square? Everybody's using Square credit cards or whatever, and there's not a single person who uses only cash? I mean, that's yeah. not the end of the world, but you just got to think about that. It's like, yeah. well, okay, I mean, there's going to be 20,000 people here. Mm-hmm. It's all credit card. There's no cover, but it's a three-day event, 20,000, 30,000 people. Ah, we'll give it a, We'll roll the dice. We'll see. Right. I mean, we've done some events like that, and we did pretty good. I mean, it doesn't have, it's like rare you have, a, especially after COVID now, it's going to be rare you'll have a, just a cash-only event. Yeah. 
The, the events that are good are the ones that have a cash-only or Venmo entrance fee. Those are great. Or like a bar. like They have merchandise right. and booze and things like that where they don't take cash as much. But then you know people at the bar probably will. And if, it's a, if you can get them to go do a cash-only bar and say, if you do a cash-only bar, people use the ATM, we can share with you this revenue, you know, X or Y. And sometimes that works, and, and people use the ATM if it's near the bar or bars. Yep. Like we're going to do an event this summer every week, a new event every week, essentially, and they have a few bars, and we're placing the ATMs by the bars. It's not cash only, but it probably will do well because people will probably get drunk and kick our machines, but you know they'll be uh, used. So, And a lot of times people, when they go to the drinks, they <laughs> like to use cash because it limits how much they're spending. They're yep. like, all right, I got 40 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to drink through that. Right. Instead of like a credit card where it's like, eh, I got to go put it on a tab and I got to think about it and I got to go back to it. And yep. that's why you get a lot of cash action with bars. Especially if it's like outside, if it's an outside one, nice, you know, if it runs through the day or into the evening, that's ideal for all people. Right. So um, some other requirements I think that you should think about is your transportation and your ATM. So first of all, your ATM requirement and how you're going to get them there. Do they need three machines? Do they need two machines? One machine? How are you going to get it there? I drive a Volkswagen Jetta, and I cannot fit an ATM to save my life in it, right? Dustin has a truck, so we would use his truck, and we'll go boogie around and place the ATMs at the events. But what do you have, and what can you use? Do you have a friend? Do you have a spouse? Do you have a husband? Do you have a wife? Somebody that can you know, transport a machine? I mean, we've done uh, budget. We've used a budget truck before. 20, what was it, like 20 bucks for a day? No. Oh, <laughs> it ended up being over a hundred. Okay, listen to our last podcast. Know your numbers, and yeah. then uh, come back. But yeah, yeah. Uh, good one. Yeah. So they, you know, there's a bunch of things you can use: little trailers, budget trucks, U-hauls that you could probably get it to the, the event. But just get creative in that regard with how you're going to get it there. And keep your cost down. You know, if yeah. somebody has a truck, you can just borrow for the day, buy them lunch, put put gas in it. Yeah. Do that if you can. If you have a truck. And great if you have a like an SUV, you can fit a couple of machines in there. And if you need to fit more, you can pull like a U-Haul trailer for like twenty bucks a day. Like yeah. I would, I mean, unless it's an absolute last resort, it's you know renting a car or renting a truck is going to cost you a hundred bucks a yeah. day at the end of the day. You know, I mean, you get lucky and find one for thirty, but it's just this added caution. You got to get the car and you got to check it in and check it out, depending on how long your event is. Yeah. So just try to be creative. Ideally, if you have something that can pull a trailer, or you have a truck. Or you have a bigger car, like a Prius, actually, like you said, yeah. will fit a couple of ACMs. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, it, the idea is to keep your keep your transport costs low. Yeah. Because you can spend two or three hundred bucks easily just on moving ATMs around, and then you're just burning through a. That's you don't need to do that. Yeah, and like this Utah County Fair, it was forty minutes away, and it was for three days, and it didn't do jack shit. So <laughs> we essentially, you know, it's like as you're testing out these events, you'll find what works, what doesn't you know what it, it looks like if you need to drive i made 16 trips uh i remember that was, our very, that was a, one there, of our first events one, one of our, our first, first and we you know we just said yes to everything and yes 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 we'll do it so these are good things now that we can touch on that people but the other thing the reason that event didn't do so well this is another topic to think about yeah um and it's kind of jumping forward but when you have your machines there okay so in addition you've got your let's say you've located your event it's got a lot of people coming it's does or doesn't have a cover or entrance fee, that's fine. But there's going to be a lot of people, and you got a map, and so you know you need, let's say, one machine. you got transportation lined up. Now what do you do? 
So number one, you got to make sure you have power, and it has to be clean power because usually what happens is they plug like fifty food trucks into like just one box or a generator. Yeah, yeah, or a generator, and stuff's going everywhere. Like power surging and everything, it's all wild. You need a surge protector, and when you, it, you and you got to have a, a clean source of power that's not going to be draining and rising and draining. So it's got to be like a, to a building or in the ground. And if it is tied into one of those boxes, it's honestly sketchy. Like we've had it to where our ATM will reset several times because some dude turns on an air conditioner and it, yeah. the power just drops way down and the machine kicks, uh, it, it restarts. Or like a food truck will turn their microwave on or something and it right. will just, it'll surge. It will, you know, move the power up, move the power down and then the machine has to reboot. And if someone's about to put their card in and it just goes out, they're going to be like, okay, fuck this machine. I'm out. Yeah. You know, I don't want to use it. And sometimes it might not turn back on. So how yeah. can you prevent that? Surge protector, yep. for one. Extension cords long enough so you can find yourself a solid outlet that's usually in a fixed building. Yeah. That's the best. Like, yep. you want a fixed building. Don't use these little boxes and stuff. They're just, we've, they've had trouble with them. Like, we had an event, real quick, yeah. that Dustin, <laughs> I love this. This is what you need to do, guys, if you're first starting out. We had, no, we did not want to use dirty power. We were on the same street, long, long street, probably half a mile long, of just vendors. And we're all using the same power. And so we did not want to do that because we know that dirty power is a thing. And, you know, we shouldn't do that. So Dustin knocked on some guy's door and was like, hey, can I use your power outlet on the side of your house? He's like, sure, yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, he knows the event's going on. It's right there. So you might even have to do that to find clean power. You might have to knock on someone's door and say, hey, I'm going to connect this. It's just for the ATM. Don't worry. It's not going to blow up your house or anything. You might get lucky. You know, someone will help you out. So. Get creative with that. Um, if you have any sort of other generator, backup power, uh, battery that you know that's the other thing or can use. You can use a car battery or like a boat battery, and you put it in the bottom of the ATM, and you have a little inverter. Yeah. And you connect a couple of clips on it, and that inverter will convert that battery power to just like wall power, so you can then plug in your ATM there, and that'll usually last you all day long. It'll recharge it every once in a while, but yeah. that's like last resort. If you have no power whatsoever, you can use a battery and just put it in the bottom of your ATM. And those are pretty heavy too, so we're going to talk about how to you know how to secure these machines at some events. Um, batteries are <laughs> heavy, so you know if you put one in the bottom of your vault, it might weigh it down, which yep. is kind of jumping ahead. But yeah, so you got surge protector, you got batteries or generators, any way you can find clean power. Somebody's house, a building, ideally if if you're doing a city event, usually they have like a pavilion or things like that that you can find. So extension cords reaching long enough. What else? Yeah, that's pretty much locks like uh, security. He talked about security. So we brought these giant stones, like these big concrete blocks, and we would put like several bike locks through the machine, through those blocks, just to add like 100 or 120 pounds or something to the machine. So the machine becomes like a 400 pound problem. I mean, it's, you know, some guy just busts through the gate and he rips, he's got a giant truck. He's going to take your machines, but He's probably taking down some tents along with him, you know, so yeah. Um, there's a little bit of security you can do there. Other things are um, you got to protect the machines from weather. Yeah. You can't just throw a couple of them in the middle of a field and get on with your day. Uh, when they sit in the sunshine, they're hard to read the screens. Number two, if it rains, obviously that sucks for an ATM. So we have these canopies. You know, you want to protect the people somehow. You can get a canopy, and there's a bunch of different kinds out there. I would advise you to start cheap but yeah. uh, sturdy early on. And so we had these nice little canopies that were tall enough. People walk underneath. It would cover two machines. And we'd have a little trash can there for people to put the receipts if they wanted to. Yep. And then we would stake down these canopies with either sandbags or we'd stake it directly in the ground, depending on where we were. 
and that was solid enough to keep the machines out of the sun. And I don't think we ever had a rainy day, so no. But but the hot the the heat here in, in the summertime in Utah is pretty draining. Like you know, a couple hours and you're 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 pretty beat, sweating. So people enjoy just being able to stand. I mean, people weren't even using the machine. People would just stand under the canopy because they're like, God damn, it's hot, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so there is that. I think um, with with that that you can if you can cover it somehow, that's ideal. Because you don't want the machine, and Gen Megas are better in weather anyways than Hyosungs, I believe. A little bit more reliable in that regard, but you, the last thing you want is your machine overheating or people touching the pin pad and it burns their fingers because it's just been beaten down on the sun all day. Yep. So there's that. Um, what, about, what else on security? I mean, we, don't, we haven't yet used an enclosure for our events. I don't think we have really needed to. But we pull um, the cash out every night. Yes, and I was going to ask you on that. What would you do if you had an event that was two days and you had to leave the machine there overnight? I'd take the cash out. Okay. Take the cash out and you put some blocks, chains and blocks. Or if you could, if you're near a fixed structure and you can chain it to something, mm-hmm. that's always good. Mm-hmm. But if it's just freestanding in the middle of a field, um, you got to check out security sometimes if there's no security. But it's in, if it's just not protected at all, and it's totally open to the public, and any old bro can show up at 2 o'clock in the evening, I mean, you might consider removing it at night. Yeah. But if it's, like, behind gates, yeah. okay, your chances of theft are lower. You know, you, and it just depends. If there's 24-hour security, you could leave the cash in there. Yeah. Like, we've been in events that have 24-hour security. We've been in events that have, uh, have limited protection. And mm-hmm. we live in Utah, so this crime's not too bad here. So a lot of times, we just pull the cash out and we leave the machine. But you got to make your own decision on that, whatever you're comfortable with. At the end of the day, you want to lose your, you don't, you want to make sure you still have your machine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we talked about power, or talking about dirty power and uh, keeping it safe. So what about internet? Yeah, you got to have a wireless box. It's rare somebody actually provides you internet in these events. Uh, yes. We had one event that did, but it was super rare. I was like, oh, this is surprising. So you can buy a wireless box. Uh, ATMMachines.com sells them. Yes, we do actually sell them there. Yeah. Um, so uh, or a few, few other places. Just reach out to us. We'll yeah. Some and these things just pull a cell signal, and you get it works. It's great. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. So ideally, if you have a battery or some sort of battery and inverter and a wireless box, you you essentially could drop your machine in a field, and people yep. could use it. Totally self sustaining. Um, it's it, amazing. It, you know, it's pretty sweet, and people, you know, you'll make money from a standalone machine, uh, but people. You obviously are more, I think, inclined to think about the security aspect of it. If you are going to drop it alone or the machines are going to sit overnight, that's probably the number one thing that people think about. So you can use, if you have an enclosure, you can use one like that with puck locks. I mean, we used, what have we used before? We've used like bike locks, chains, concrete blocks, sandbags. I've seen people stack bricks in the bottom of the vault and just add the extra weight. So, um and I know that was kind of going back a little bit, but just wanted to get that off my chest. Right on, bro. Um, what else? With I think one of the last things to talk yeah. about is the tra- transaction. Oh, there's one more thing after that. Oh, Go cool. Go ahead. So you charge a little more at these events because it's people, you know, you're usually at a, I mean, they're at an event. They're not necessarily right next to a bank. And so you're providing, you're going the extra mile to give them the convenience of cash. So you don't charge just your normal $3. You charge $4, $5. Yeah. That's usually what it is, four or five bucks. Yeah. Um, and then as far as what you have to share with the event coordinator, it just depends. Some event coordinators, we give them like 25 cents, and they're like, oh, whatever. I'm just glad it's free. Thanks. They don't even care if they get any money out of it. 
Because at the end of the day, they're not going to get a ton of money out of it anyway. I yeah, mean, they're going to make their money on people showing up, people yeah. buying food, people buying their merch, right. doing their shows. So like, we have this one event we're doing every Sunday all summer long, and um, it's a pretty competitive event. A lot of other ATM providers go, try to go after it, and we got it by just offering to split it 50-50. We're charging $4. We're going to split it 50-50. Might even try to squeeze out four fifty. Hey, man, there was like 100, there was almost 200,000 people that went through last year, so... We could justify that, right? We right. can try it out, see right. how it works. And there's a cash only bar. There's yeah, yeah. other stuff. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, those are the, that's that's surcharge. Well, yeah, so on that. So since we're talking about surcharge, the number one, we should have talked about this at the beginning, but the number one requirement, absolute must oh, yeah. requirement that you oh, need yeah. for events is cash. You will need more cash at events. Reason being is when you have more people coming through one, let's say it's just a two-day event. Let's say there's 100,000 people, 50,000 people that are going to show up there. Well, that's 25,000 people. If you just take 1% of that, that people are going to use it. That's a lot of transactions that you're going to have, let's say. And so your cash requirement is going to be way, way bigger. So I was hoping you could you could touch on that because Dustin's yeah. been more uh, involved with getting the cash need that we need for each event i would say right yeah yeah so this is the thing like when you have a location you can squeeze by with like recycling a thousand bucks every few days and you can meet that machine's needs but let's say the event is on a friday and a saturday yeah so you can't go to your bank the next day as you normally would to get cash to restock the machine so what do you do yeah so with an event you're right. Yeah. That what happens with the ATMs is they'll replenish your bank account every day, except for whatever's withdrawn on the previous day. The next day, that amount will show back up in your account. And so, what happens with these ATMs is on a Friday, whatever's happened on Friday and Saturday and Sunday doesn't get put back into your bank account until Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Yeah. So you don't have the ability to just run back to the bank and like pick up cash on Saturday. You can't do it on Sunday. And Monday, the event's over. This is a lot of cases. It's not every case because some events are longer than this and you can replenish. But you can't replenish any event on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is you have to get a lot of cash. And it's not just like, well, let me get 2000 bucks. You got to get like the numbers we're talking about is if you're doing an event that's going to have you know, more than 10,000 people at it, you need to have like an absolute minimum of like 10 grand to make it through the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's really minimal. And that's just vault cash. That's vault way. cash. Yeah. This is what you put in the machine. Ideally, you're ready to go into each of your events. Now, events that have like hundreds of thousands of people, that's different. But events that have like less than 30,000 or 40,000 uh, or maybe less than even 50,000, in Utah, we've been able to get by with about 35 grand. Yeah. Like we went through like a little more than 30 grand one event. But other than that, 35 grand will float us over the weekend for these events. Yep. Now, some people might be thinking, holy moly, uh, do I, I don't have a, I don't have 30 grand laying around, 35 grand. If you do, great. If you have 50 grand laying around, all the better. 70 grand, all the better. If you have that kind of cash, that'll just make your life way easier. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about whether or not stuff's going to just run out over the weekend. And you could even potentially support multiple events if you have that much cash. But if you don't have that cash, have no fear. There's a couple of ways to get it. What we did is, in a combination of just using savings, there's lines of credit you can get. A line of credit is like you go to a bank, excuse me, and you say, I want a line of credit for five grand. They basically say, this is a credit card, but it's with, it's with a check. 
And so you can write a check for five grand and loan yourself 5,000 bucks for the weekend, pay it back on Monday, you pay like a tiny percent of interest. You might pay 50 or 60 bucks to borrow that money from yourself. Another way to do it is you can download or you can use Venmo or you can use a Square app. We've used Square in the past. Yeah, we've used Square in the past. And you basically swipe a credit card and you pay yourself. And then you had to pay a credit card processing fee. So you have to factor that into your expenses. Usually it's 3%. So if you're charging 30 grand, you know, what's that? That's uh, like 3% of 30 grand. Yeah, what is it like three hundred bucks or something? Yeah, three hundred bucks. bucks would be one percent. Yeah, so it's yeah, you know, you're paying like five hundred bucks. bucks. Probably yeah. grand. Let's just say grand. Yeah, I mean, you're paying several hundred dollars to borrow that money, so you have to factor that into the event. Now, that's what we would do: is we would get zero percent interest cards, multiple cards, and then you, if you can get cards with rewards, then that can help offset that fee you're paying. And if you have multiple cards, and you can rack up. 20 or 30 grand if there's 0% you don't pay zero you don't pay any interest over the summer and you basically withdraw that cash once you recycle it through your events and then at the end of the event season you pay yourself back mm-hmm. and we ended up only having to fork out maybe like 300 bucks to borrow that cash yeah. so we did pretty good but we made in surcharge right oh well, x I mean, times 10 or whatever yeah it, it made all, be. like yeah 7 or 8 grand it's, in surcharge it's so. worth it it's worth it yeah, exactly. Like it's a small fee to pay to make sure you have access to the cash so you can support the event. Yeah. We can talk more about that. That's like the that's the ultra fast version of how to do an event. But you got a <laughs> lot of the nuggets there. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, I think we touched on a lot of the essential things that you should at least consider for you if you're going to do your event. Cuz I know a lot of people are going to start asking us pretty soon, you know, event, what do I do? How do I find them? So, hopefully this will address a lot of your main questions, main concerns. Yep. And yeah, hopefully they, uh, all across the country, you know, if you're seeing this, this is currently post, uh, are we still in the pandemic? Would you consider pandemic Dude, I don't still? Know. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with right now in, in politics or the world, but hopefully this summer across the board for everybody, we can do events and festivals and things like that again, uh, boost the morale of our country, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and those of you wondering what LFG stands for, I'm going to show you stands for let's fucking go okay <laughs> so if you're on the uh, audio you won't see that but lfg is my buddy's brand and i'm just a hype man i'm just a, a hype man that's right all the time so there you go lfg um yeah i think that's kind of everything i just wanted to <laughs> someone's gonna ask somebody well so thought i'd address it to everybody you know that's great yeah it's cool fantastic. well stay tuned for more follow us on instagram at absolute atms Stay tuned for more stuff. We're going to be doing some good stuff here with the podcast the next couple of months. And the Facebook group, as Dustin mentioned before, about five, ten minutes in, if you're just now uh, clicking play on this video. I don't, I don't know. Be, if you, hey, if you stuck with us long enough, yeah. <laughs> sign up for the atmmachines.com yes. course. Sign up for the Facebook group. It's great to get a course, but most people don't finish courses. And if you do finish the course, you want to start your business, you've got to have a network to support you. And 27 bucks a month for the Facebook group is like nothing. I mean, you can start a business, you can create passive income, and to have that network to support you for 27 bucks a month is absolutely worth it. Yep. Yep. All right, there you go, guys. Have a great week. Have a great one. Bye now.